Hi, I'm Eileen Mogus. I'm a coach, facilitator, and public speaker. And I'm Daphne Tsanko Kasambala, former banker, entrepreneur, and mentor. We're longtime friends and African women in the diaspora, talking to women like us about the things that matter to us. And this is Sofully Podcast. Hello, Mrs. Kasambala, how goes it? Hey, Eileen, I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. You know, um, it's been, I've been back now in the UK for a few weeks after having the great opportunity of coming out and seeing you. It's very nice. I miss you. Yeah. I'm missing you in the flesh. (laughs) It's nice to see your face. You know what scientists say about uh, the screen, you know, telephone screens and, and images of people we see on social media. Um, it says that the brain is very easy to trick. And this is the reason why when we see influences and people we see often on social media, we, we think our we brains think we actually know them. And it's why I think, especially the, for the developing mind, um, it's a little bit dangerous because these people think they've got four four hundred, they've got four hundred friends. When right, that's not really the case. Right. But for me, it was it was so surreal. It was surreal for you to come and see me because we haven't seen each other. We crossed paths during the pandemic. We crossed that, paths. I was I was living where you are living now. You were living yeah. where I was living. Yeah. We knew. We found out we were moving. We thought we'd find you, and then you moved. So. Yeah. It yeah. had been quite a few years since we've actually it's been, seen each it's other. Been, it's ridiculous. It's been five years since we were physically in the same place. I think it is exactly that because we probably see each other on video once a week, at least, or at least chat once a week. So you do yeah. have this false sense that mm-hmm. you've been, you've seen each other, you know, you've. You, you know. have, which makes it li- nicer. It's a lot. It, it I does. Prefer this. Yeah, I yeah, prefer yeah. this to the days. <laughs> yeah. We used to have to write letters. Put them in the post, dude. We're showing our age, but <laughs> we did. Do we you wrote letters. Foldable... Yes. Yeah, there's airmail ones. Those still, foldable. Still... The airmail, airmail, threefold letters. I've got yeah. them still in my in my yeah. box. Because when, when I first when I first left home you know, to go and yeah. to, to go and live out there. That's how I was communicating with my family. Yes, yeah. I mean, this is the thing. I mean, when we look back at that, the fact that you have them is amazing. I don't think I have any any letters because I remember I used to write a letter every day in my... Wow. Yeah, I used to write a letter every day. I was at boarding school, you know. I had time mm. on my hands. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I used to... <laughs> I used to write a letter every single day. And then what happened after? You know what happened after letters? It was emails. Oh, emails, it was emails, yeah. It was hotmail. And yeah, I remember hotmail. I hotmail. I remember we set up a group email and we would do the Monday report. Because we just got into this whole rhythm of how was your Monday? So everybody would have to submit the Monday report on Friday. Oh, brilliant. I then went home and this is what I cooked for dinner. And then on Saturday, this is everybody. Now, a family of six kids and some in-laws were in there as well. You can imagine. It just made, it, it just was heartwarming. Yeah. It was really heartwarming. And then after the, after the emails came. 
What? We're taking Viber. Do you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I never had the Blackberry. I oh. never had a Blackberry. And I desperately, I remember I used to sit on the tube and watch people with Blackberries and think, that's so cool. I remember Viber because I had, I, Viber, I think, started just before I left the UK and I've gotten married. And so at this point, phone calls still weren't free. Because remember, you used to have to buy phone cards. We didn't have internet calling. We didn't have iMessenger. We didn't have all of these things. That now, I mean, we, we can talk to each other for two hours a day if we're so fancy. I can speak to you. I can speak to my sisters. I can speak to your sisters. I can speak to everybody Imagine. in one day if yeah. I so choose for free. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Besides my Imagine. data plan. But in it those really... days... <laughs> But you just think, I mean, yeah. what that makes me think is how the amount of um, attention relationship deserves, right? So we look at this. I mean, we've had this thing where, where I've come out, uh, had the, you know, it's been wonderful. I've gotten to come to South Africa after uh, nearly three, four years. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Three years. Mm-hmm. I've got to come to South Africa. I've got to come and, you know, see some wonderful friends of mine and come and visit you see where you are but the beauty is those relationships have been maintained even at a distance right but it has made me think about what it takes to have solid friendship you know what Mm. what when i think about some of the friends that i have so i've got friends like you who are who if I haven't heard from in a while, something like a little alarm bell goes in the back of my mind, mm. like, oh, you haven't spoken to her for ages. And then I've got the friends who we can go months without yeah. any yeah. WhatsApps, any contact whatsoever. Yeah. And yet if you were to ask me who are your friends, they'd be in that they'd make that list. Yeah. 100%. So there's something about friendship which is the perception. I, I maybe one of the elements is like friendship is in the eye of the beholder kind of concept where I know that this person is my friend, whether there's contact or not. I just get a sense of well-being. I get a sense of, I get confidence. I have a sense of trust that this person is my friend. They, I am their friend and they are my friend. (laughs) It's a body thing, huh? Yes. Exactly. (laughs) But here's the thing, right? It's like, I think that friendship is, friendship is quite, it's quite dynamic. I mean, it was it was it was funny for me to come to come and see you and just think about how because I always joke that your your friendship is is you know I threw myself into your family and by your family I don't mean your your, your married family I mean mm-hmm. your you know your family of origin yeah. because of my friendship with with your younger sister because we we mm-hmm. were so close and we've been friends since I was. 11 or 12 we've been friends that lot and 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 then I attached myself to your family so (laughs) (laughs) I love the way way you say that like you camped out on our French port it was very close it was very close I think I think for a while I think I came to every possible family event and there I was it's like this is (laughs) and there's Eileen I'm here you know, until and then, the point and then I think we're all like, oh, okay, you're okay. Okay, right, okay. she's here, <laughs> and then and then I wouldn't go until it got to the point where it was like, where is she? When I wasn't there, it's like, where is she? So it's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I've 
attached myself to the family. <laughs> yeah. But what does it take? What I mean, what is, yeah, what does it take? What do you think? What makes a I, friendship? Well, I think that you're asking a person who, I think if I were to evaluate myself as, sorry for my finger there, if I were to evaluate myself as a friend, um, in some measures, I'd score myself 10 out of 10, and in others, it needs improvement because but I am. That just, like, just everybody. But I, but Come on now. Basic things. So, like, if I look at my ability to commun- to stay in cost- constant contact, that's not one of my strengths. I can yeah, but, just, but, you know. Yeah. And then there, there's, but there is the, if, you know, the person who will come out there and be with you in in the storm kind of thing. I think I score highly mm. on that. Um, but it's, but also, it's I think it's very hard. It's I think, language. yeah, I think there is that. I think, but I think it's also really hard to, when you have a life that is um, lived multi multinationally, you've got family that live all around the world. So you're dealing with time zones you've got friends who live around the world and you're te- dealing with your own life. It's very hard to stay in constant contact. It's impossible, right? And I think one of the things that makes a great friendship is the acceptance mm. of the fact that I I can be in contact with you so much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. And me not being in contact with you it isn't a reflection of my value for you. In mm. fact, in some ways, it's that, that acceptance that I can't, I can't know everything that's going on in your life. I can't be in contact with you. I can't talk to you all the time. I mean, sometimes, yeah. I mean, and I think you and I go through phases where we do talk a lot and then phases where we don't talk as much or, you know, whatever. And that's, and then there are other friends, like you say, you're not going to be in contact with. But I, but I think that for me, there is something around the, the people who are my friends on different levels. I have those people who've been my friends forever and those people who've been my friends for shorter, you know, people, friends I made in my 20s or 30s even. Um, and acquaintances I think you make later on and you know that kind of thing I think the sign for me of a of real friendship is people who know the intentions of my heart towards them okay you know so so for instance if you know because we can if I don't speak to you for so long you know it's not because I'm not I don't care or love you. You know me well enough to know this person cares about me and loves me. You know me well enough to know what is motivating me in certain areas and vice versa. So if I someone comes, you know, and I think I this, is, this is, I think, yeah, this is what I was trying to get at, but you, you, you're much better with words than, than you put it in, in much better words than I did where I was saying, I trust that you're my friend. Yeah. But what, what do you trust in practice? What does that mean? And I think that, yeah, I think we're in agreement there. It's about, even when it's about you hurting me and me then saying that was unintentional, that was mm-hmm. not on purpose. Mm-hmm. So now you come to a very good thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is a really, really good thing. Cause I've been thinking about this recently. I've been thinking about how do you, because I do believe that there are some relationships in life that do come to an end, right? Not everybody mm-hmm. has to be your friend forever, right? Mm-hmm. Not everybody has to be your friend forever. Now, sometimes I think there are some people who you're just like, dude, 
this is this is an unhealthy relationship this is toxic time to go although my my theory on that is if you keep finding yourself in toxic relationships what is the common denominator mm-hmm. you <laughs> so now you have to look and say what is my issue i need some therapy right <laughs> i need some help if oh, okay. same, <laughs> yeah because if the same thing keeps happening to you with people common denominator yeah. you right mm-hmm. now i think we've all probably gone through a phase where we've had some some very questionable relationships yeah at least i have hands up both the romantic and friendship i've i've, I've had some challenge you know some interesting relationship especially you know you're figuring yourself out you know, all of this stuff and so i i kind of think there are seasonal friendships like that you know where it's like okay you know for my for my sanity i need to to walk away so what i also i'm curious what at what point do you think this friendship might not be this, this i might need to draw a line under this what 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 kind of things um, so I have to start, let me, let me rewind it. Let me take it all the way back to the start. I, I, by the time I was going to university, I had been, I had lived in, I don't know. I, when I asked my mom, she loses count how many houses we'd lived in. Mm-hmm. I had been to, I think I went to four different primary schools, four different curricula, like oh, Malawian oh. education curriculum, American system, British system. Um, in all of these schools, I made friends. And then when I moved away, I lost friends. So I, I would say that by the time I went to university, I had cycled through maybe three, four cycles of friends. But that's really, that then doesn't, does that make you feel a bit like, um, there's no point in making friendship? Does that sort of, because you lose it? It's not my conscious thought. But it's definitely sometimes in the way I behave about, in the way I used to behave about friendships, in that I think they were, for me, more disposable. Friendships were more, right. more disposable. In the way I behaved, I, I don't think I had the skills to nurture and keep friendships. So the friendships, that, the friendships that prevailed were more to do with the efforts on the other person's part than on my part. And then mm-hmm. in my 20s or so, I made, I made friends but it was now, it was almost like an about turn where I thought, I must keep friends. I must make friends. I need to make friends. I think yeah. because I was a black woman, a foreigner in a, in a country where I knew nobody and yeah. I just wanted to make friends, physical friends. And, and again, at that point, I didn't have the social interaction that the internet allows us to have now with my siblings. And also you had, you had a young family. Yeah. Which- I think sometimes you've got a young family and you're alone. It, you can busy yourself so much with your family that you can become so exceptionally lonely. So to actually be, actually acknowledge that I need friends, mm. I think is really important because I think it's so easy to when you're when you're in a different culture and your family takes up time and your job and all of that to yeah. be like, well, I'm okay, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. Yeah. So I, I'm in my 20s. I'm a young mom. I'm in a foreign country. I've got no social circle. We've placed ourselves in the middle of, you know, no, other people who look at like us are not nowhere near. So I'm... You're the only blacks in the village. Exactly. We're the only blacks <laughs> in the village. I'm the only black at work. I'm, not, I'm failing to make yeah. any meaningful friendships at work because I'm yeah. just so different. And because I'm a working mum, 
I'm not a school gate mom. One yeah, of the ones yeah, yeah. who sort of lets me eat for coffee after I've dropped the kids off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a really lonely, there, there was a lonely period. And then, then eventually, slowly, I started um, gaining friends. And mm. I, I think around that time, you moved to the UK. But I think that in my whole thing about my quest to get to collect as many friends as possible, it the quality wasn't always there. So mm. there were those friendships. I think I, I feel like I learned later in life about how not everybody should be your friend and it's okay to walk away from some friendships. So I have, I've been ruthless now and quite, <laughs> quite intentional. The chopping about, board. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just, and mm. I feel because I, because I'm, I guard my mental health so fiercely these days. If I just get that sense of you are draining my energy and my life force, and when I have a conversation with you, it's not uplifting, or this is a one-way street, I just um, I try and exit. I try and exit those, those situations. Okay, so now I'm assuming that there are going to be times, even in the healthiest friendship, where you are going to, it's going to be more one way. So like, like you're not putting everybody on a chopping block after one conversation. I know it did crazy. sound, it did sound. <laughs> <laughs> you're not that ruthless. Okay. It's like you out, out. What have you done for me lately? <laughs> you know what I mean? That, I, 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 you know, that's not it. And but it's I'm more saying, like, a, yeah, sort I'm of like saying, a thing where you're looking at the overall friendship and saying this thing is, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you know me. <laughs> I've I'm I'm just got to be careful, dude, because I'm now you're putting me on, on tenterhooks, and I was like, I don't know, am I going to am I going to be drained? Am I going to drain her today? Is she going to chop me out of her life? Yeah, no, net net. You know, when you look at that friendship over a period of years, even yeah, yeah, <laughs> not days, yeah. um, and I feel that you know we're just not on the same page. We're not out to uplift each other. We're not out to love and nurture each other. Then. It's fine. And, and this is the thing is, I think, I think relationships can come to an end, you know, without there being antagonism, right? So, like, I think I have, there are very few relationships that I've actually ended, if I'm honest. Most of the people, most of the people who I've been friends with, I'm still friends with. And there are a few that I've had to make a call because actually this is not healthy. And I, and I recognize that, it, that this dynamic is not healthy for either of us. And I have to protect myself and choose health and, and being able to draw a line under that relationship. But these aren't people I wish ill for, mm -hmm. you know? Like if I bump into you in the street, I can still give you a hug and wish your life well. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. But I just don't want you coming around for coffee. Like you carry on, <laughs> I'll carry on. It's okay. <laughs> you know? The thought, the thought of having a breakup conversation with a friend just makes me giggle. Is this like I, I don't know what situation where I could do that. I, I just feel like for me as well, I just you know, you just wean yourself away from so, so okay, so so is that how you do it? Do you yeah. ghost people basically? I've never yeah, no. see no <laughs> Yeah, but that's what you say. You weed, you ghost them. Eventually, they're like, ah, she hasn't responded to my messages for a no, month. No, I'll respond to messages. I, I respond so to how do ghost you weed? people. How okay, I weed? Okay, so how do you weed? So, yeah. by the way, that's wean with an N, not weed. But um, how, how I wean <laughs> myself is literally just um, reducing the contact points. So, if we were speaking once a month, we'd skip a month. 
Oh. Ah, yeah. So you slowly. You see, may I, I have the conversation with you, dude. I'm really? having the conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. I am having the conversation and I am saying to you, these boundaries for me are not healthy. These boundaries have been crossed. And I think it is better that we are, you know, I love you and good luck in your life, but let's not um, oh, wow. try and look to each other for that sort of support and intimacy. And there you were calling me brutal. But I think it's honest. I'd rather someone did that to me than now. Now I'm like this person. Once upon a time, they were my friend. Now I don't know what happened. Oh, really? I think that's more brutal. I think that I I find having the conversation at least you allow you give each other space to say what you need to say. Okay, but what right? if there's nothing? What if there's nothing? Offense, truly offensive that they've done. What if? It's just but, okay, so I think this is when I say this, I that's why I say I don't think I have really lost friends. I, I can count probably on one hand people I've had to have that conversation with, mm. and generally it's been because something very offensive has happened, yeah, yeah, something, or and, and and generally it's been something where I've had to give forewarning. It's not like one day I call you up and I say, dude, you, you're, you're gone, <laughs> <laughs> it's over, it's over. It's generally been. This has happened and we've had conversations that have led to me having a point. Okay. Where I've said, okay. All I right. think, you know, and, and so I think that's it. I think that's more it. Okay. Well, have you ever had, have you ever had an ending to a relation, to a friendship where, which was like a big argument and then you all, you walked away? Because always, you always see that in the movies. You see that in storytelling. People have this big, massive blowout and then they walk away from each other and they don't talk to each other for ages and that's the end of the friendship. Because I've never... No. I, I have had crisis. I don't get had that. Conflict, I don't understand that. But we've yeah, yeah. had the conflict and then I have then... Oh, I don't want to use this millennial term, this got the ick. But there are literally people Is that where... A term? I don't it's even a term. It's, a term. it's, a, it's term. a term, my dear. Yes. Oh, get with the... With the <laughs> my kid not my kids are my kids are generation alpha, so she's going to teach me terms that you know. Yeah. Just give me a little bit of time, okay. <laughs> but get the in. Okay, so you get the in. Yeah. So I will literally just and and because I think that I am, I generally you know I'm not I'm one of those people who somebody will say something to me and then it's only two hours later where I'll think hold on a minute what did You're that person say to yeah, me? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, it yeah, takes yeah, me yeah. a long while to process. So it will take me a long time to process that this situation happened. I responded to it. We had a conflict or whatever. Um, we talked things out. We talked things through. But then now I don't want to spend any more time with them because every time I think about them, every time I think about the situation, um, it makes me icky. It makes, it doesn't yeah. give me good vibes. So I then just kind of withdraw. Okay, so I think that's I think that's I think that's one thing. I have I ever had like a big I, I blow up things. I mean, Whoa. that was a long time ago in my life, right? You're looking at my teenage years, and I think all the people I blew up with. Basically, your sister and I used to have some big blow ups, really. But we always made up. Yeah, you know, it's like you know, it's like sisters. You just have big yeah. arguments, and and you just know each other so well. And I think that's the thing that the intention of my heart. So that's where my friends know my my friends know the intention mm -hmm. of my heart. And so if we were and I haven't had a like a blow up with a friend. I can honestly say I think probably in 
nearly 30 years. Mm. Like a blow, like an argument like that, you mm-hmm. know? Um, because for what? Mm. Why now? <laughs> you know, it's mm. like, no. But then it's also, I think that's a personality thing. I think there are some people who, who, who do, and it works well for them. For me, it just doesn't work for me. I, I don't like that. If I'm going to have, I've had situations of conversations where they've been hard, like I've been confronted, and on both sides, where I've had a friend confront me, and I've confronted, and those are very difficult conversations to have. Mm-hmm. And I think in that process, there has to be one a willingness to have that conversation because I value this friendship so much that I'm willing mm-hmm. to not come to respond if I am being confronted to not have my defenses up, or at least if my defenses are up, to um, let them come down, you know, to recognize it and come down and actually hear what the other person is saying, right? Mm-hmm. And those, I think those are really hard conversations. So that's one thing. And if, if, if you have a, a valid ick about me, is that, yeah. is that, is that used correctly? but if you have a valid complaint mm-hmm. right i think i think the the honorable thing for me to do as your friend is to listen to you mm-hmm. in relationship and be like okay and, and 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 then respond to that complaint and and be like either this is valid because blah 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 and trust the intentions of your heart towards me and hope that you are that i can trust you that you trust the intentions of my heart towards you yeah that then i'm willing to then i then i think that's a healthy thing in relationship to be able to confront some stuff and you know and and, and work yeah. through it mm-hmm. if however you are confronting me about something and in the process using me as a punching bag mm-hmm. right so basically i've done i might have done something and now you don't you are not recognizing the intentions that i have towards you in our friendship that yeah i messed up i I made a mistake or whatever and now you are like you are a terrible human being towards me and Mm -hmm. then 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 i think that's where i will find it less easy to repair because now the what you're saying is you don't view me as good anymore right you don't you view me as a bad human being. And I don't want to be in relationship with someone who views me as a bad human being. I want to be in a relationship with somebody who views me as a good but flawed human being. Mm-hmm. And so with that, we can look at each other's flaws and be like, yeah, I recognize your yeah, flaws. I recognize okay. them. But I love you and I love you not in spite of your flaws. I love you with your flaws because I recognize that that's grace and relationship and that's how we get better and we grow and stuff like that. But if now I'm afraid that you are viewing me as some sort of horrible creature, yeah. you know, who who must be on the on the merciful receiving end of your merciful friendship then i don't really want to be in a relationship <laughs> i've got a question i've got a question for you i've got a question for you because yeah. I, I honestly feel like your your friendship life is a lot more colorful than mine and i'm wondering how many friends do you have do you so 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 no, this is this is true now and i think this is what just define friendship so i always think of it that i have um circles of, of yeah I, I do have quite a lot of friends. So I have my, I have my, the, the, the closest. And these are the people. So I, I think of, I think of this as 
the people who, if I am in need of physical care, yeah, could come into my house, mm. and I, I, I can, I'm able to easily be vulnerable in that situation because I think that's that's a real. I think I have a circle that's that, and I, I those are my sisters, right? And when I say sisters, I include. The, the people I attached to, you know, <laughs> that you know that I mean. So there, there's the, there's a level of knowing and intimacy in that inner circle, which for me I I kind of consider that my sisters. For me, those are my sisters. I and I think that's what it, it's so. It's for for my daughter. She she sees those relationships and she she knows them. That they're, they're her. She she can't separate me from those relationships. Mm-hmm. Like those relationships and the, her mother are so interconnected, um, and and so that's one of and I and I've been exceptionally fortunate. I think in my life, I've been exceptionally fortunate to have that. Um, you know, where I do have my actual, you know, biological siblings who are very very close, and then I do have this this um, this connect with. That is as you know, equally close to me, and I hold in value. So I've got that, and then I have the next circle, and these are all people who are I've probably gotten to know older, Mm -hmm. um, and they are again people who, you know, who know me so well that I can, I'm really happy for them to come into the mess of my life, and I'm really happy for them to to call me up on stuff and they know me well enough for me i always think these are people who if they're talking about me behind my back i can trust what they're saying mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i don't have an issue if they're talking about me with each other because ultimately they want what's best for me so yeah. talk about me feel free talk about me and then feedback to me because i'm going to be an irritating person at some point and you're going to have to have somebody to gripe to about me and I trust you to grab to each other. So I'm very fortunate. So I have that circle and I have that circle I can call up and I laugh and I, and I, you know, friends that I pray with, friends that I tell my dreams to, friends that I tell my vulnerability to, and I do have that circle. And then I've got the circle that may be a bit further out who, you know, I want to go and have a barbecue with, but they don't, I, I'm not calling up when, when, I, when, I, when I've got pain, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. But so I, I've got to be honest, I don't actually know how many friends I have. Yeah, I have okay. a lot of friends. I, I, can I actually do have a lot of friends. I get but the But they sense, are yeah. in different, yeah, yeah, but they're in different things. And I would say, you know, I definitely have more than, more than 15 people in my life who yeah. I consider real friends. Yeah. Oh, hello to Sherlock. It's been a while since he's uh, made an It's made been a while. There's someone, at the, there's someone at the door. I'm just going to pop and check who that is. Okay. So carry on. Uh, so let me stop him talking. So yeah, so I mean that's and I and I think you know I'm not, yeah I've I've been very fortunate and then you know I always have the I have like friendship groups but I always yeah. have those sporadic friends who are just the, they're singular you know yeah There's that friend there uh-huh. and that friend there yeah <laughs> you know um, my my absolute dream and it has been for as long as I can remember is to actually one day have all of them in one place like that would just be mind blowing to me you know. <laughs> Uh, I can sit at the list and be like all of these people. Okay, yeah, you know? I, I I can relate because I I you know I asked it was a provocative question because I do know that you have a lot of friends. Um, I think that most of my I'm, I'm blessed to have sisters, 
and a, yeah. and a brother. And we are extremely close. And they are the ones who would be in, uh, who, who I would say inner circle. And, and very few people then make that inner circle, you being mm. one of them. Um, Bloody well, better say me after I've said all of that. You know, can you imagine if you turned around and said, "Yeah, but dude, you're in the third, (laughs) you're in the third (laughs) rung with me." I don't know, I don't know. You kind of like didn't make the cut exactly, (laughs) exactly. And I think um, there's a one day we should talk about these personality types because I remember doing um, this enneagram, which is a very very interesting thing about personality types, and they talk about how my particular personality type, if you were at my funeral and you asked different friends to come and talk about me, you'd think that you were attending the You're funeral of a different person, each person. And it doesn't really? mean that this Enneagram person is false or yeah, two-faced yeah, yeah. or anything like that. It is that they are so good at um, showing a facet of themselves that is most... See, that's so interesting. With that uh-huh whoever they're interacting with that's me so if you brought but you see i want to know i want to know with that if that has something to do like as you're getting older and more um at peace with yourself if that happens less and less if if i if the diversity of my friendships not the diversity of your friendships but the way you present to different people um, is more consistent. It is more consistent, but there is still, I mean, there are friends that I've made in South Africa since moving here two years ago. Um, yeah. And if I brought these friends together, I mean, I wouldn't want to. Because they're so different. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is, but so that's different. also a really interesting thing, because I have that thing, because I've had that conversation with my husband of saying, but yeah, but if you brought all of them together, because they're so different. Huh? And I'm like, but that would be the fun for me, is to watch all these different types of people who have absolutely nothing in common yeah. sort of meet and see where they go. I, I guess that in answer to your question, I suppose I do present, I, okay, maybe if I'm honest, I am more rooted in... Let's say I am more open and I am not afraid to show people my values and my beliefs and, and right. all of those things. But I still am able to appeal to or attract or be attracted to different people across a wide spectrum. Yeah, but, but that's yeah. wonderful, isn't that? Isn't that like a diverse? It is. Isn't that? I, I think that. I think that's great because you just yeah. have a richer landscape yeah. of of people that you influence and who influence you, yeah. and I think that's really wonderful. It it's is. Just, you know. It is. I love it. I love it because I got to a point where I thought, well, I'm too old to make new friends now. You know, it's just too yeah, late. Yeah. It's just too late. But um, how old were you when you thought? I that? was in my forties when I thought the ship right. that ship has sailed. Um, everyone is already paired up with their own friends. <laughs> Obama, woe is me! <laughs> woe is me! <laughs> Nobody wants me. Obama, how can I count friends on one hand of my after twenty five years in the U- United Kingdom? How can I count my friends on one hand? How crazy! But is isn't that? that okay? So here's the thing. So I was watching this. Um, um Michelle Obama interview um Oprah interviewing Michelle Obama on uh, the light we carry 
know, and you know, I love you know, Auntie Oprah, mm-hmm. Auntie Michelle. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on now, the combination, right? But they have this thing where you know, because Oprah's always on about she has her one friend. Mm. That is her friend. <laughs> Gail is her friend. That's her only friend. <laughs> and then and and Michelle Obama's talking about she has this this group of like twelve friends that she, you know, mm. and how she how she has, yes. you know, made friends over time. And I think that is a personality thing. I think it's the uh-huh. idea that some people don't need or mm. don't want or don't whatever. And that is enough. It is enough to be able to have on one hand the people you consider your friends. You can have lots of acquaintances. And and then the other people, and I think I'm more of that kind of, I love having more friends. Yeah. You know, I really do. I love, I love that feeling. I think sometimes... Um, sometimes I might feel because I do have, I, I, there might be a few people who feel closer to me than I feel to them sometimes okay. because people tell me, you know what I mean? Like, I, because, because I, I, I genuinely love, and I'm, I'm, I will tell you my, my stuff very quickly. You know, I, I'm not, That's I don't the thing. feel, <laughs> That's the thing. You know what I mean? not me, my friend, not me. It's going to take you five years, five years to break into my heart, man. (laughs) And And the patience. And and you could hit hit four years and 11 months, make a mistake and you're you're out. out. (laughs) What are you bringing? What value do you bring to this relationship? (laughs) It's vibes. These vibes aren't working for me. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I I, I am so closed. I'm just not comfortable. I'm just not comfortable sharing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I will deflect and joke. So I'll share stuff, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's kind of in a jokey. I remember somebody sort of, <laughs> and I regret having this conversation. It's one of those conversations I play over and over in my head where somebody, we're trying to build a friendship group. Um, we've mm-hmm. artificially created quite successfully a friendship group of um, new people to the town that I'm living in. It's fantastic. Um, so one of the people turns to me and looks me in the eye and says, where do you worship? And I'm thinking, oh, we've only just met. I I am not (laughs) about to start (laughs) sharing with you. Unpacking this one with you. (laughs) My spiritual journey and my thoughts and my spiritual experience and my, my thoughts on religion. I, 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 and I deflected it so clumsily. Um, without realizing this person was really, really serious and she is very religious and it, it just didn't land very well at all. And I remember, <laughs> I remember when we were parting company, she, she pointedly did not say, I hope to see you again to me. And she said it to the person <laughs> next to me. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's brilliant. She doesn't want to see you again. <laughs> No. You gotta find out where she worships and pick up there. <laughs> <laughs> be like, hey, <laughs> I'm church hopping. I'm just church hopping. <laughs> oh my goodness! And I and, oh, I, and I, I had to unpack that. And I I was asking myself why why did I make a joke out of it? Because it's for me, it's not funny. It's not light. It's not a joke. But the only way I could kind of deflect what she was saying and not go into the depth of my soul was to make a joke out of it. So that's me. Right. That's me right. as a friend. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that kind of, I mean, on both sides, you, you, you know, it, I think it's fair enough to be able to say, I don't feel ready to answer these questions yeah. with you. Mm. But um, then I think my, I'm the opposite. I'm the woman who asks you where you worship. 
and I try and get to that. I want to know. So by the time you leave that conversation, you could feel like this person has just completely violated my my space, you know? And so I think there is something of, you know, of, of I have to learn respect around that, of saying some people don't want to be that vulnerable mm. so quickly, you know? Mm. Just respect that space, mm-hmm. you know? And not don't take offense if they don't answer your question. It's like, you have the right not to have me up in your business. Mm. You don't know me. Mm. Just because I'm like, yeah, you can ask me anything. <laughs> Feel free, you know. I'll tell you anything. Doesn't mean you want to do. Yeah. And I think that I think that's also the other thing about friendship that's really important about relationships is just learning to respect other people's absolutely, you know, how they are, and, and not hold it against them and be like, there's something wrong with that person because they didn't answer their most vulnerable. They didn't tell me. As a person who has had to switch it up and learn to meet people halfway. I know that mm. your relationship and mine, I feel it improved when I intention. I was more intentional about my friendship. So I am mm. definitely more intentional right now. I see people more. I talk to people more mm. um, when I'm paying attention. Sometimes I lapse, but I am trying to be in practice a better friend, even though I really am. I'm, I still love, I still love you and all these yeah. things, but I need to outwardly show and and be in relationship with you and 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 all of those things yeah. but um yeah i just feel also that with time i think with the whole selection process you know we end up with better quality we should anyway in theory as old as we are as big as we are we should <laughs> we should be um i think we have a right and we deserve to surround ourselves with people who make us feel better So, on that note, we should try and see each other more often in the flesh. We should, we should. As much as we talk to each other, we still had way too little time to to spend. (gasps) Right. Time flew by, and we still had more stories to tell each other. So, man. But that was the other thing. So, on that note, talking about that and how I, you know, seeing because you know you haven't seen me, but you also haven't seen. My daughter, who's your goddaughter, oh. for five years. And in, in her life, that's a long time, you know, not seeing someone for five years. Absolutely. So quite a long time. Absolutely. And, but what gets me, of, and we're talking about that thing of friendship, mm. of how immediately, because, you know, you talk to me, and yeah, she sees you and hello, and, you know, talks to you briefly every now and then, but not with that same consistency. And yet to see her walk into your mm. house, make herself way too at home, like, <laughs> Went up to your room. I don't know what she was looking for. <laughs> you know, we're just sitting there watching her go into your bedroom. Like, absolutely knew that she belonged yeah. there. Yeah. Right? And that, that for me, is a testimony of what friendship's like, even with distance. It's like the next generation feels so mm. at peace with this dynamic. Mm. Special thanks to Ayozi Apolodine for our artwork and Crack the Window for our theme music. This episode was edited by Marcus Root. Our website is sofullypodcast.com. Check it out for show notes and links. Please subscribe to our podcast on most podcast platforms and watch us on YouTube. Thank you for listening. And until next time, we're Sofully Yours.